Welcome to R&R, Relationships in Real Estate. I'm your host, Chris Silva, and with me is my beautiful wife, Corey Silva. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on R&R. Chris and I are the owners of Silva Realty, Silva Lending, and Silva Property Management, and we've been in the real estate and mortgage industry since the early 2000s. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. Thank you so much for always showing your support and joining us, and welcome to the fourth week of August. And we still have one more week to go. This month will just not end, which is a good thing. It feels good to slow down a bit. Actually, we're not slowing down. Let's be real. Felt like this year has just been flying by. Well, today is a special episode of R&R because we have the most special guest ever here with us today, and we cannot wait to get it going. So today we have the owners of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu School, Checkmat Valencia. Our children go to their school. Chris himself goes to their school and gets his butt kicked. <laughs> Please say hello to our good friends, Professor Art and Professor Lekka. <sighs> hey guys. Hello. We are super excited to be here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited to dive in and talk to them. We have some guests who have already joined us. Tanya's here. She said, hello, Chris and Corey. Hello, Tanya. Thanks for always showing your support. And my mom is here too. She said, hi, honeys. Hello, mama. Thank you for supporting us and showing up today. So even though we want to gush about you guys constantly, we do gush constantly the about, about them on our show. Some of our listeners may not know who you are. So please tell us a little bit about your background. Leka, would you like to start? Yes. So my name is Leka Vieira. I'm a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, sixth six degree. Um, been doing Jiu-Jitsu for 30-something years already. Wow. Uh, being world champion three times, Pan-American champion four times. Uh, I'm the first uh, female black belt uh, in Jiu-Jitsu, United States of America. That's amazing. Wow. wow. So I didn't know all of that. How do I get to sit next to her? This I didn't awesome. know all that, Professor. So what I usually say, the easiest thing for me is I say, Professor Leka is like the Michael Jordan of, of Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> for women. And um, we have that here in Santa Clarita. You're an idiot if you don't take your kids there. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's what we say. I mean, that's, you know, that you know what's funny is that's how it was explained to me by Joe, Sarita's dad. So... He said he gave you the Michael oh. Jordan of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so then it was easy for me to just roll with it. That's Absolutely. Nice. Oh well, thank you so much for being here with us. And I didn't even know all that either. How do I not know all this? I'm sure it's on the website, but who goes on the website? We just want to go and interact with her. She's so humble, mm -hmm. but she will kick some booty. So watch out because you don't <laughs> want to get on her bad side. Well, Art, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I don't know if I can follow my wife's lead, but uh, my name is Art. Um, I've been doing jiu-jitsu since 2002, so what is that? 20, 21 years. 21 years, long time. Um, I'm a first-degree black belt, um, and uh, just excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, Art's not giving himself enough credit, Professor Art. So um, we'll get we'll get into this a little bit later, but Professor Art is uh, such a huge part of what you guys do. I think Professor Art, everybody is excited to see him all the time, right? It's like you're going to see your brother, your friend. And it's just this this connection. I think you you know how to connect with people so well because you're so genuine, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you. So um, you can't fake that. No. And, and it's part of the culture that you two have created at Checkmat 
is is that feeling you get when you walk through the doors? Like I, feel I feel like, like I'm at home. Yes. I, you yes. know, when I limp through the doors is what I meant to say. When I limp <laughs> through the doors. When he rolls in. That's so funny. Well, we have some more guests who are here with us and they're familiar faces that know you. Monica Villalobos is here. She said, hello, friends. And mm-hmm. Mark Chang is here. He said, woo. Marky Mark. <laughs> He's over there cheering. Hi, guys. And, hello. <laughs> and Monica said, hi, professors. And Tanya said, hello, special guest. So thank you all for joining us today. I'm sure you have plenty of questions uh, for the professors while they're here with us today. We're super lucky to have them. So here in Santa Clarita, you guys are the owners and head professors of Checkmat Valencia, which is a franchise and of the Checkmat family. But it's a little bit different the way they have it set up. So do you want to tell us how you came how about how that came about and what made you choose Santa Clarita? Um, so I guess I'll take this one. So we decided, we used to live in Redondo Beach. And uh, when we got married and we decided we want to have kids, like, I don't know if this is the best place to raise our kids. So after doing a little bit of research, we found that the Santa Clarita Valley was like a hidden gem. Like the schools were amazing, a lot of parks, community. So we decided to move move here and that's that's how it all like began, right? Yeah, that's how we started. And uh, um, like Cory mentioned, is a franchising, but not, I call the franchising because it, like it, you can't just, you know, like if you want a franchise of a business, you go there and you pay and you have it. Um, to be in a franchise with Checkmat, you at least have to have a good relationship with Professor Leo Vieira. Uh, that a lot of people think he's my brother, my cousin. We didn't do the DNA test yet, but <laughs> I hope you, we are, and, and I hope to get his money. I tell, him, I tell him this all the time. But jokes aside, yeah, so um, uh, Professor Leo and I, we, we, we are from the same generation in Jiu-Jitsu, so I know him for a long, long time, and she knows me for a long, long time too. And obviously, we... We share the same values, like I believe, like Professor Art and I and Leo, we share the same values. And uh, uh, this day we just sit down and, you know, and Professor Art and I look at ourselves and said, why not? Let's go. And then that's how we started. So, So if today I call Professor Leo Vera and I say, hey, I got a million dollars. I want to start this franchise in Canyon Country. Uh, it's gonna be great. Here's the demographics. It's gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a huge success. What does he say? Um, I I I believe he'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, but no, thank yeah, you. He's got to know who you are. You have to do. Um, we're talking about this a little before the show. He has to do like a jujitsu background check on you and make sure you check out and you are who you say you are. Make sure you're a person that could be around kids because unfortunately a lot of schools don't background check their instructors and stuff like that. He's got a Make sure you have the same values he has on and off the uh, the mats. Um, he's all about family. It's all about integrity, honesty. Again, the values we all probably like live every single day. So money is not the motivating factor for him. It's all about making sure the school that opens up under his umbrella is a good representation of who he is. That's so that's awesome. really, really. I don't think money can buy buy like buy you a membership if you don't check out all those uh, boxes. That's great. That's great. I, that, I mean, that's what you want to hear, right? Not not everything's about money. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, do you two want to tell us a little bit about how you met? Because that's Chris's favorite. Uh-huh. Question I love to asking ask that people. question. It's all couples, right? It's it's it just tells you a little bit more about somebody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I met Art on the jujitsu mats <laughs> because. Um, 
that's how I do. That's how I used to do too. So uh, yeah, we we met through a through a mutual friend that also um, do jiu-jitsu. And uh, my first impression was not good because he took his shirt off and he had so many tattoos. And <laughs> that was shocking for me. I have no tattoos. I don't so. either. <laughs> so that was a little shocking. <laughs> You're intimidating what, with your pro tattoos. Professor, <laughs> Professor Leka, what is your favorite tattoo on your husband? Uh, he has a tattoo of my son Joseph. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that and I like, I love his foot too. His um, the bone, the bone on his foot too is cool. But it gotta be my son. <laughs> yeah, is that how you remembered it? The uh, first not, time you met? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more of a friendship that grew into something more. Mm -hmm. Um, other than like we didn't go into jujitsu saying I, I want to find a wife or I want to find a husband. Yeah, it was just definitely. like let's go train and then things lead to another and you know. A couple months later, she's proposing to me. So what, <laughs> what, what can I say, you know? You thought she was going to take you down when she dropped to one knee, huh? Yeah, yeah she's going for a double. It was a single leg. He thought it was a proposed. That's, that's a misunderstanding that he keep thinking that way. Somebody had wine. I had water. So I was in the right state of mind. Somebody might Hey, once like, a fight, fighter, you are as a fighter. <laughs> so I looked at the ring. I, I saw the, I liked the size of the rock. I was like, she's kind of cool too. So I was like, I'll say yes. All right. Yeah. It's similar story with me and Corey. It's kind of sure. how it happened. Um, <laughs> so, so you guys didn't actually, you actually met at the jujitsu gym or you guys met prior and then started training in the same place? No, we were, the first time I saw him, was in a, a jiu-jitsu mats, right? Yeah. That was the first time I saw him. But we, we, I was there for a seminar, so it didn't have much to do with, I wasn't like going to this gym and he was going to that gym too. And then after that, like he said, we, we, we started becoming friends and in kind of like the relationship grow from there. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think that makes the best relationship. Yeah. So when it's, when the foundation is friendship and respect, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to add to it. Like, that's how we were when we... Well, I, I thought you were going to add to it, too, so I, <laughs> I left it alone. But, um, you know, I, I, I love that, that that's how you guys met, because I didn't know that. I just assumed that you guys were training in the same place, right? And that's how you met. Um, when, you, when you saw Art, did he have, like, long hair... An afro, like what was his hairstyle back then, or was this was this always uh, Professor Art? He had a little bit more hair, but not not that much. <laughs> no. He was hanging on to it. <laughs> I haven't shaved in a day, so probably about what yeah. it's like. Yeah, a little bit probably of stubble. something like Call that. Yeah. So you've been shaving your head for a long time. Since I was like sixteen. I think we talked about. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Well, Let's you see. guys are like twinsies over there. Yeah. So yeah. you 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 ladies are into like the bald headed guys. I guess so. Yeah. Solar power. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where did you both grow up? Um, I'm Brazilian. I grew up in Rio de Janeiro, Copacabana. Mm -hmm. That was, um, I've I been there since, because I, I didn't born in Rio, I born in another city. Mm -hmm. uh, but my parents moved to Rio when we were like, uh, I was um, maybe five years old. So from there all the way to 20 years old, I live in Rio. And then I moved to United States. Oh, wow. What a big difference, huh? Huge. Yeah. So I, th I think you. Re I remember you saying that you used to come to United States for tournaments, right? Mm -hmm. You would come to compete. Yeah, seminars. Uh, uh, you know, back in the day, it wasn't even like 
um, competition was more exhibitions inside competitions because it was super new, like women in jiu-jitsu, new. Black belt women in jiu-jitsu, none. Because like I said, that was the first one. So um, like I started coming here like in 1998, but it was more like, like, like I said, the seminars and the exhibitions, they want to see me roll and, you know, like more like an exhibition. You were, so you were like a special guest. Yeah, kind of. Here. Yeah. Wow, that's so cool. So because it was so new for women back then, was there, I'm assuming there's not, there wasn't as many competitors. Was there a bigger, broader range of a weight class? Or was there any, was there a weight class? Yeah, um, the, the weight classes were very like different because like you said, didn't have much women doing jujitsu. And um, I remember too, when I came, they said, oh, don't even, don't even try, you know, women not going to want to do jujitsu. American women is different. They don't like to be touched. Jujitsu is not for them. So don't even try. It's not going to work. You're not going to succeed here teaching jujitsu. But guess what? I heard that when I was in Brazil too. So was just like a deja vu for me. Yeah. Right. So I never, I never, I never pay attention to what other people would say. I just, you know, thought to myself that if I could do a great job and live in God's hand, that's it. I, all I have, all I have to do, and all I can do is, con, is what I can control, which is uh, work hard, you know, be a good person, and try. That's all I could right. do. Nothing else. I couldn't do anything else. That's awesome. What so a trailblazer. Had, yeah, she had the blinders on. Mm -hmm. um, now, what made you choose LA? Because, I mean, the United States is a big place, right? So Yeah, it's funny. Um, this is a funny story. So when I when I came to live in the United States, because in 1998 I came and I went back to Brazil. I was just doing like those exhibitions, seminars and things like that and go back to Brazil. But um, was, um, I wanted to say in 2000, I came to compete. This was a competition, a Pan-American competition. So it was a big one, would have comparisons for me. So I came to compete. And um, I have a ticket to stay here two two weeks. And it also wasn't even here, it was in Florida. So I had a, I had this ticket to go to Florida and stay two weeks. So I literally packed my gear and two pair of jeans and like maybe two pair of shirts and a couple other things. I have a backpack because I didn't want to get a bigger luggage and stuff like that. So I told my mom, I see you in two weeks. And my mom, okay, be good, whatever. So I, I stay for one year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> because um, why one year? Because from Florida, I came to LA. I didn't even, I didn't plan anything. My, my friends and the people that I met here in LA back in 1998 were at, at the... Um, the Pan Americans in Florida too. And they said, no, we're not going to let you go back. You have to go to LA. <laughs> you have to teach us. You're amazing. You stay there. You can stay in my house. Do this, do that. Please stay. Please go with us. We we pay the 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 flight from um, uh, Florida to, to LA. Stay with us, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Why not? Right? So I just came. And from that became, um, of course, like after... I believe it was six months, you declare illegal if you don't go back to your country having a tourist visa. And they're like, no, 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 don't go back. And I'm like, I don't want to be illegal here in this country. This country is amazing. I always want to be able to come back here and stuff like that. No, 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 stay. You know, we get you a, a work permit. So my, my process 
trying to be legal in this country was so easy for me because uh, I was qualified like uh, I have an extraordinary ability. That's which was jiu-jitsu. And I remember going to the to the lawyer's office with my friend because I didn't speak English. And my friend, no, don't worry. We're going to get you the work permit. You're going to stay. I said, okay, cool. So I, I, I'm i there and and the lawyer was in a city, city of stars. Uh, Avenue of stars. Sta stars in uh, Century city. city. So I go there. I never... I never I never knew how expensive was a parking lot back then. It was like it was like thirty dollars, <laughs> and this is like back in the day, like like maybe twenty years ago, thirty dollars for parking. That's a lot of I was money. like, damn, I can't eat dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I go there and uh, I don't speak any English, but my friend talks to the lawyer. And my friend, you know, telling him, ah, you know, she's a Brazilian, she's black belt, the only women in the United States, blah blah blah. And he sees my like portfolio and. Keep, and I would hear him saying, like, oh, my God, she's outstanding. And and uh, he keeps saying, outstanding, outstanding. And I'm trying to translate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so he's saying I have to get up and leave. Oh, <laughs> because like, out. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it, it, it doesn't look good. He's saying out, like, you got to go out. <laughs> so this is what I keep thinking the whole time. And my friend, like, when are we done with the life? She's like, you know. You in, you know, your work permit's going to come soon. Don't worry about it. And everything was like super fast. Super. It was I couldn't meant to believe. Be. Yeah, it was meant to be. Yeah. That is so amazing. I love her story. <laughs> where were you? Where'd you grow up, Art? I grew up here in LA um, in East Los Angeles. Um, yeah, basically was there my entire life until we moved to Redondo Beach together. And then we moved out here in 2010. 2010. Yeah. yeah. So we've been out here for 13 years. Yeah. But I grew up uh, in like the northeast part of LA, like Highland Park, Cypress Park, Glassell Park, that area right there. Now it's all hipsters living there. I know. I know. Went from uh, <laughs> tacos, taco, taco shops, pawn shops to vegan donuts to art galleries. That's <laughs> yeah, a little different nowadays. You know, th this says a lot about Santa Clarita, right? Um, coming from Brazil, your story, getting to LA, art growing up in the hood. You guys end up in Redondo Beach. Like mm -hmm. people travel, they want to come see Redondo Beach from yeah. all parts of the world, right? How great Redondo Beach is. But then you decide to move to Santa Clarita. Yeah. I think we live like a mile <laughs> from the beach. Yeah, uh, was was actually a, a big change for me because I was raised on the beach. Yeah. My, my, my home in, in Rio is like... A five-minute walk, and when I landed in Santa Clarita, I thought I was landing like in a desert, or yes. or like you know what I mean, like in the moon. Like <laughs> it feels like that yeah. sometimes. The, the people were different and yes. everything, but um, yeah, in the beginning it was kind of hard for me, especially because I I am a beach girl in a sense that I always go to the beach and everything. So the beach was like my outlet. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to relax. I go to the beach. I'm sad. I go to the beach. I'm happy. I go to the beach. So it was kind of like a, a big change for me. But uh, again, like Art said, we, we had bigger plans, having kids and, you know, making sure that they have great schools, they're safe, they, they, they grow in a community-oriented uh, place versus where I grew up or where Art grew up, you know? Right. right. So did you, were you guys already, um, were you pregnant already before you came to Santa Clarita? Or were you planning on we starting a, a family? We just had Joseph. Yeah, we just had Joseph. Yeah, because he born in 2009. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. They have that's, the best kids too. Yeah, they're great, ki <laughs> great kids. That that's so cool because you know 
I've been seeing this recently um, in all aspects, whether it's on the real estate side or, or the property management side. I always like to ask people, you know, where are you coming from? I get the story, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. And um, we just rented a house out in Stevenson Ranch a few months ago. One guy was coming from uh, Washington State. Oh, wow. And he's relocating. He's going to be working in Century City. But he did his research. And for the schools, the community, all that stuff, he stumbled. He said, I, I'm going to Santa Clarita. Not Orange County, not this. I'm going to Santa Clarita, right? And then for the same house, there was another guy who's relocating from Japan. Mm. From Japan, he's working in Inglewood or Torrance. He could work anywhere, right? He's like the head of Honda Sports or something, oh, sports wow. cars. And he decided, I'm going to be in Santa Clarita based on the demographics, right? As far as like the, how good the schools are and how safe the neighborhoods are and all that stuff. And, you know, we used to be the best kept secret, but it's not anymore. The no. cat's out the bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, speaking of kids, we love the experience our children have at your school. Thank you. And our goddaughter goes there, Serena, and our niece, Juniper, goes there also. And it's inspired Chris to start going to the school not too long ago. I mean, it's has it been over a year now? Yeah. Much yeah. more. Yeah. It's been over a year. Yeah, like a yeah. year now. But like on and off because then I get hurt and then I don't come. And then <laughs> I get the busy season so then I don't come. And then I have to start all over. And it's the worst. It's the worst You're to start all over. You're still part of the Checkmat family. <laughs> You've been you will be there. For, for several months now, though. Huh? You've been pretty consistent for the like oh, 2023, for, for sure. For 57 classes. I'm on, yesterday <laughs> was 57. Track. For the year. For the year. Okay. But I started late. I started like in March. All right, cool. I didn't really come the first couple months of the year. So you guys have created this culture at your school. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it and how you've created it? You want to start the answer? Uh, well, um... For us, you know, we feel that, um, like like uh, I told you guys off camera, when I started in Jiu-Jitsu, I had a, the worst experience ever. I should have never been more than a white belt because it was very bad experience. So, um, and doing this for, for that long, uh, me and Art, we've been doing this forever. So, um, you kind of like go through a lot of things and you kind of like, I always have a good future. To, to understand what is good, what's what's not good. Um, sometimes uh, you, you can analyze something with a lot of emotions because then it gets in the way. So you have to be very black and white as far as like analyzing experiences and uh, understanding that sometimes you're going to have good experience, sometimes you're going to have bad experience. Sometimes the good experience is not going to teach you anything, but the bad one's going to teach you a lot. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, um, having a bad experience at first when I started made me want to, to when I open my school and now this, I, I want people to feel that they come into my house, not to uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school that, it, you know, so intimidating the, 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 to say, oh, I'm going to go to this Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. What if he, something happened there? Everybody knows how to fight. I'm intimidated. It is a intimidating uh, decision to, to come and train in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. So we try to make it the best experience possible for you so you feel comfortable. And uh, like I said, it was bad for me. It was a bad experience, but I was able to isolate and understand how how jiu-jitsu was changing my life, how jiu-jitsu was empowering me, empowering me when I started. So I want everybody to be able to have a great experience 
when you come to my gym, I want you to guys to think you come into my house. And also, I always tell everybody, I have the best people uh, inside my gym, and I want to keep this way. I, I love the environment. Uh, I see a lot of people say, oh, it's my second home. Guess what? It's my second home, too. Mm -hmm. So I love going there, and I love uh, how everybody uh, have a relationship there. You know, yes. it's and it's funny. It's all kinds of relationships. So they exchange recipes. They 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 do everything there. So I I love the fact that everybody's so friendly there. It's so funny she says that because I just exchanged a recipe with one of the moms the other day <laughs> when we were waiting outside. And she came the next day. She's like, "It was so good." Acai bowls. Acai bowls. Yes. I, I gotta say, uh, I like what you said about it being like your guys' other, like your home, right? Like you, you want people to feel like they're going to your house. It's kind of how I feel. It is. You get there, you know, like, for example, when I first started, if I was, remember I would text you that I'm running late. Yep. I'm so sorry, professor. I'm running late. I'm like two minutes late or whatever. Well, I learned I was on time, actually. I was, <laughs> I thought I was running late, but that's kind of when everybody rolls in, right? Like yeah. a minute or two yeah. after. But now it's like, sometimes like the other day I was late, there's like a doorbell to ring. It's like, you're knocking on the door. Like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Let, <laughs> Let me in. in. Let me in. <laughs> Let me in. Sorry I'm late. You know, but. It feels like a home, and and like you said, there's so many different relationships. Yeah. Like I, there's so many different people that I have like a different type of relationship with, right? Yes. And and so excited to see people, and then, and then and then I start to think, um, man, what happened to so and so? I, you know, what I've been thinking about a lot lately, Augie. Yeah. I gotta hit up my boy Augie. See yeah, what happened to him. I gotta I gotta hit him up too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss him. Yeah, Mr. George Lopez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looks just like him. Well, we have some comments. Uh, Tanya said, wow, what an amazing story for your story, Lekka. <laughs> Thank you. And Monica said, Checkmat is a family and we love it. We yes, love we do. Mm, thank you. Monica and I sit and we're like sisters. We sit there and we just chat it up whenever we're there, hang out in each other's cars, catch up. It's they a got a big family going over there. Yes. Monica, she's got her two girls. Yeah. And, and her, her nephew. Her nephew. Yeah, and then Jayden. I think, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jaden's her nephew. Yep. And then Rena's here with us. She said, "Hi, professors. Hi, Chris What's and Corey. Hi, Rena. We miss you. I, so I, I Rena's fam too. <laughs> so Rena's fam too. So Rena uh, has been with Silver Realty her whole career, right? And I didn't start going to Checkmat because of Rena, which is what you would think, right? Yeah, it happened because funny. the kids started going because yeah. of Serena, and then I started going because of the kids. But then Rena's already there, and then like some of our clients go there. It's just cool how like it all happened, you know." How we're all connected. We all found the same place. It's, Santa Clarita is a very small town, right? And the world is just small in general, right? We're all connected. So Rena said, miss you guys too. Next week, I'll be back. Can't Let's wait. go. Yes. And <laughs> big congratulations to Rena for, for selling her, her home, her childhood home. Her childhood nice. home. It's been a bittersweet time yeah. for her. So congratulations. I to, yeah, I was about to say that. It might be hard. Huh? Yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. mixed emotions all the way yeah. around. Yes, but excited for her in the next chapter she has ahead yeah. of her. So a lot of opportunity for her ahead. So um, we're talking about our kids being at your school. And what do you think is most important for a child? to? Why is it so important for a child to learn martial arts, specifically jujitsu? Okay, let me start. So um, <laughs> I always I always tell people jujitsu is not a martial arts. Jujitsu is a skill. It's a life skill. And uh, that's how I feel. I feel that jiu-jitsu is so important as your your children know how to swim or ride a bicycle. Jiu-jitsu is it's a it's a thing that um, it's not a seasonal thing. You're not gonna 
Do jiu-jitsu for three months and then next year do it for three months again. It's something that you have to keep beating on because uh, your skills, uh, when it comes to protect yourself, they have to be sharp. And th the best skill uh, in jiu-jitsu is not the double legs, the takedowns. Your is your verbal ability to de-escalate a situation that can only happen if you're physically able to protect yourself because you have the backup. Mm -hmm. you, you're going to talk. We teach the kids how to talk, what to say, how to de-escalate a situation. But if the situation escalates for some reason, you have the, the ability to, to fight off. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, it's, not, it's never, I'm ready to fight. It's never that. It's ready to be able to speak up and escalate the situation. That's what the beauty of jiu-jitsu is, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think Nola has taken that lesson and run with it. Because I don't know if you remember, sweet, shy little Nola, she wouldn't talk to anybody or yeah. look at anyone really in the eye because she was so shy. But now she was like, oh, no, you don't get to do that. You don't say that to me. You don't tell me what to do. She says that to you her You should brother. hear her talking to her brother now. Oh, my God. You don't tell me what to do. You're not my mom. Mom can tell me what to do. I'm like, oh. This is true. She's not and an and she practices her bully free camp yeah. skills with, stop, don't ever say that to me again. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Create a monster, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so, so I I really appreciate you yeah. all for all you do for you our know, kids. You know, Cardi and Chris, some people put a price on those things, you know? Yeah. They want a discount. They want to see who has it cheaper. I, I don't feel that those things you can put a price on, no. you know? And it's, like I said, it's a life skill. Life skills you don't put price on. I have a funny story to tell you about my son, James. Um, so, like I said, I think it's extremely important to uh, for children to learn how to swim, right? And they never know when, they, when they're going to be in a pool party and whatever. So, um, I took James um, because swimming is... Uh, here in the Santa Clarita Valley seasonal is every summer or whatever. So I bought I bought him this package. It was like a thousand bucks. And he didn't learn how to swim. Oh my so gosh. I said, James, now you have to pay me back. <laughs> 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 You're supposed to learn in three, three months. He didn't yeah. learn at all? No, but then next year he... He I didn't it. have to pay that thousand dollars. He learned like oh, way good. before. <laughs> so I messed funny. with him that he owns me a thousand dollars. That's, That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, I like what you said about um, that jujitsu is not a martial art. It's a life skill. It's like learning how to swim. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so accurate. You know, I never thought about it that way, but um, you know, we don't care. We would, we'll support any activities our kids want to do. Mm -hmm, definitely. As long as they still do jujitsu. So that's the rule. That's the rule. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yep, same. You could do whatever you want as long as you still go to jujitsu yeah. at least twice a week. You know. So, um, speaking of that, so Santino, you know, uh, is competing coming up Sunday. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, he took it up all by himself. Never once did we ask him to compete. Did we ask him, "Do you want to compete?" We figure you guys talk about it at the at the gym, mm -hmm. and if if he wants to do it, he's going to come home and do it. But now he's been going like four times a week. Yeah. He's really and, committed. I yeah, think he's, super committed. Yeah, he's really, I think, like that competition aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I think he's got some unfinished business, right? I mean, you and I have talked he about yes. this. Yeah. So I think he's got like, not really a point to prove, but I think he wants to prove something to himself. Like yeah, that. but the competition, it's something that I feel that's very important for the kids. 
Um, they don't need to compete every weekend because I, I feel too, a lot of times when you do something too much, the kids get burned out. Yeah, because too they much don't, pressure. Yeah, too. they don't have the time to be kids, to be silly, to do other stuff. But competition, like if they compete three or four times a week is great because competition is uh, fighting their opposition that they can, they can see in school. Right. You know, maybe a kid is going to try to bully him and he's going to look at them and going to say, I don't even going to touch you. Right. I'm just going to talk to you and you're going to go away. And I know that because I'm so confident in what I can do to you that I don't need to use it. It's right. funny, but when I started, I thought the same way. Now I'm going to fight everybody because I know how to fight. <laughs> but then the, 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 the only thing you don't want is getting a, in, a, in, a in a fight. Right. You're like, ah, oh, never mind. Okay, you can have it. Yeah, have a good day too. Bye. It's funny <laughs> right. you say that because yeah. Santino was experiencing some stuff at school a couple of years back. Mm -hmm. And Chris would say, you know jujitsu, just put him on the ground. Why, why are you letting that kid uh -huh. mess with you? And he's like, I don't want to hurt him. There's no mats. Yeah. There's no mats at school, dad. I don't want to put he's, him on the ground. He's more worried about hurting the kid. He's yeah. not He's not intimidated. Yeah. He's not scared. He has the confidence. He's more worried about what he's going to do to somebody. But that's just showing <laughs> how confident he is. Yeah. He, he, this kid might be annoying him, but he knows what he can do and he doesn't want to do it. It's right. kind of like, I don't want to hurt you. Right. Pretty like, much. Walk away. You don't want to be hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, that's, that's big kudos to you guys because this is what you're teaching the kids and the culture that you've that you've created at your gym, right? Because, you know, it's not like a all, Cobra Kai. We've all or seen something. Cobra Kai, <laughs> like with these guys going. Enemy knows no mercy. Fighting. Yeah, we, yeah. we don't. We don't have to strike there. first. <laughs> strike first, strike hard. <laughs> Crazy, and that's Chris right there. Well, I mean, we got to find the balance somewhere. That's different. I mean, <laughs> look, I grew up a certain way, and I'm 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 different now. Yes, well, but I'm you know what? Now. I think as parents. A lot of times we have the mentality, mess with me, but don't mess with my kids. But guess what? Your kids are okay because they do jiu -jitsu. They know what they're doing. So don't worry about it. It's, it's kind of like we have to remind ourselves that too. That uh, if my if my kid want to do something to, to your kid, it's not going to look good. So. Right. It's still, you, but you still worry, right? No, exactly. As for parents, sure. you still worry. You're always going to be worried. You know, I always, Santino's more quiet than Nola now, which is crazy because mm -hmm. it used to be the other way around. So, you know, when you're trying to get, how, how did your day go with your kids? You want to find out what mm -hmm. happened at school. You want to, mm -hmm. you want them to tell you a little bit more. I want to make sure that nobody's messing with them at school mm -hmm. too, right? So I always tell them, if anybody's messing with you, let me know because I'll go talk to their dad. You know what I mean? Like, I'm he gonna doesn't let them say know. I'm going to go talk to your dad. He says, <laughs> I'm going to go kick his dad's butt. That's what he says. But explicit language. <laughs> I just, I mean, you know, everything's about the babies, right? Yeah. Everything. For sure. Right? Well, speaking of babies, what other passions do you have aside from jujitsu? I know you love your kids. Yeah. So I would assume, because I know you were saying before the show, you love your kids. You just want to be with them all the time. What are some of the other passions? I'm assuming it's going to include your kids. Yeah. Um, when I'm not in jujitsu and they're not in school, all I want to do is be with them because uh, they're so much fun. You know, you see them growing up and and I'm becoming great people, and uh, they love basketball, so they play basketball. I try to be in all the games that I can, the practice, um, stay home with them. They, they, I constantly hear, Mom, come to my room, come to my room. So, <laughs> so I say, I just follow them everywhere. <laughs> so, two big mama's boys, is that safe? Or just one of them? Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe both, but they're very connected to art too because art is with them the whole time too. That's what, so I wanted to ask you about that. Did you did you play a lot of basketball growing up? Yeah, so I played basketball in 
since I was like in third grade and then I played basketball in college. Um, no so, way. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's community, awesome. Community college, not like D1 or anything. doesn't matter. It's still college yeah, ball. But um, we introduced basketball to them like as a secondary sport. I don't know. How old was Joseph? Uh, the funny thing, uh, we in Santa Clarita, right? So I love soccer, you know, and I was really good in soccer. So I was like, you know what? I, when when Joseph was like six or seven, I was like, okay, so I'm going to put Joseph in soccer. So I put him in soccer. He was doing well, but... I, every time I take it to soccer, I feel guilty because on the field, it was like 120 degrees. Yes. And, I, you know, a, a lot of people take it for granted, but a heat stroke is a serious deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I was like, I can't, I can't, um, I can't be here under a tree watching my son on a field in 120 degrees. So I was like, I want to find something that is indoors. So I was like, oh, okay, so basketball, art play basketball, and basketball is indoors. So I'm not going to feel guilty to having my kids in a 120 degrees outside on the sun. So inside gyms are hot too, but it's totally different than be exposed to that 100 degrees uh, sun on your head and everything. So I was like, I'm going to try basketball. And we try and they loved it. So uh we start taking them to the park all the time, and you know they they we registered them for the first competition. They did amazing. Uh, actually, Joseph, now because James was too little, yeah. so Joseph started doing when he was six years old, yeah. and it was uh, it, it became something that is his passion. I don't have to tell him we we have to go to basketball. I don't have to tell him do you want me to sign you up for the next season. I don't have to do any of this. It's, it's all automatic. It's automatic, and like you said. As long as they do jiu-jitsu, it's okay to do other sports. No problem. Right. <laughs> it's funny because we always say you guys could do any sports that you want as long as it's indoors. So yeah. dad, Only so dad doesn't have to be out in the 120 degree weather. So I, I got to ask you, can, can either of the boys beat you one-on-one -on -one yet? Come on. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> they think they can, but not yet. Do you take them on to one-on-one -on -one yet? Yeah, I play them two-on-one -on -one all the time. All the time. Or, like I will play yeah, with this Yeah, I have to be part of, because it's a two-on-two, two, so I have to to suit up and go play basketball. <laughs> I love that. And now, are you aggressive, just like throwing, get that mess out of here, or just like swatting the ball when they go up for a layup? It depends. If they if they get a little co too confident, then <laughs> you got to show them. Yeah. You got to know what's up, right? Yeah, yeah. You're also their coach too, right? Yeah, so I just recently um, signed up to be their coach through the city. So I've been coaching Joseph and James for like the last season, and been a pretty good experience i think it's a lot of fun um yeah i think it's, it's yeah a, it's, a good it's, thing. it's awesome it's a i think those are the memories that they they're gonna when they grow up they're gonna think about it they're not gonna sure. remember that you gave them a shirt or a toy no. they're gonna remember this time that they spend with us and how it was and how we treat them i think this is the most important thing for sure i couldn't agree more well um we know that your family is very important to you what other activities aside from jujitsu and basketball do you do with your kids and with your sweet mom Volvo? Yeah <laughs> well um, like I said we spend a lot of time together I when we are, we are home and weekends we like to ask them like what do you guys want to do so sometimes we go to the pool sometimes my my son Joseph and oh, James too they both sneaker heads mm -hmm. so they we have to take them to uh, sometimes they wanted to buy shoes. Sometimes they exchange their shoes. They sell their shoes. Oh, wow. They, this they is they like all, a big yeah. deal. They, they, all into they found their... this guy that is in, um, off of Melrose. We drive all the way to Melrose because his name is Rami. 
And uh, I guess he's only there on a certain day, which they know what day it is. And you go there, people from all over the world go and see this guy because he's got like a million followers. Or and whatever. you have to bring him a coin. Yeah, you got to bring him a coin. He just like uses it to like, I don't know. He works one day a week, but he's got such a, um, just a community that he's built online where people go and see him. And I think he just lives off of that, you know? So, I wonder how I get that job one day a week. Yeah, I know. It's, right? it's crazy. But yeah, uh, wasn't, what was the name of the place called? Um, oh, man. Something kicks. Cool kicks. Cool kicks. It's cool yeah. kicks. So you go there and they have all the shoes that you want to buy online, but that are not available through the manufacturer websites because they sold out. So you can buy like Jordans and like Yeezys and all that stuff. Now, what do these shoes cost nowadays? Because you it know, depends. I don't pay. So I don't pay more than more than a hundred bucks ever. I'm no, like, you're, you're not getting a pair of Jordans for that price. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so like a pair of average Jordans, buck eighty, buck ninety. If you want like the ones that all the kids want. 220 to 230. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do they actually wear them or they just floss? Like show them at the games and then they take them off. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Corey. So they wear them, but as soon as they wear them, it's only indoors. When we come home, they take it off, obviously, before they get in the car. Joseph and James are in the uh, laundry room, like cleaning the bottoms of their shoes. Yeah, I love this. The bottoms? The bottoms of the shoes. Then they take them upstairs, which we bought boxes for their shoes. They put, what do they call them? Uh, Crease protectors inside. And then they clean them. And I that's don't even they want they the stay. creases. And, no, no. and don't step on their oh, shoes. Oh, it's a fight. <laughs> well, that's so that that's that's how it was when I was growing up. You step on somebody's shoes, you're gonna get you're gonna get yeah. tagged. Yes, yeah. you would. You would get tagged, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I don't know if this is Santa Cruz is different. We don't worry worrying about the Santa Cruz, but growing up, people were getting robbed for their shoes. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, Charles yeah. Barkleys back then. Yeah, the, the Jordans. Yeah. The Rachis. Remember yeah. that? I did yeah, got yeah. robbed one time in Brazil. My first pair of new shoes because I never had new shoes before. My first one, they stole right oh off my, my foot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, oh first one. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. This was before jujitsu. Right. Before jujitsu. And again, you know, you, you kind of had a feeling. I was walking down the street and uh, these people were across the street and they gave me that look. And when you grow up in the hood, you know. Yeah. You know what's coming. You, you yeah. kind of have the, the feeling that something something's going down. Right? <laughs> so uh, they just Cross the street and said, give me the shoes. You know, Damn, I, I used to, um, a I, grew, kid too. I grew up on this street called Cortine Street, right? And um, me and Joe grew up in the same building, Serena's mm -hmm. dad. A lot of our friends grew up there. On the, on the block coming from junior high, walking home, we always had to walk by the boys' home, right? So you don't ever know if you're going to get in a fight right there because that's, that's, that's where you were going to get in a yeah. fight. We could have walked the other way, but we didn't want to. We wanted to walk. It's okay. the fastest way to get home, right? But yeah, one time I got I got robbed right there, and um, for like I, it was like twenty bucks, whatever I had in my wallet. Mm -hmm. But the, the, he didn't pull a gun on me, but he showed me his gun. Yeah, right. And I was a kid; I was fourteen years old or whatever. Um, funny story is I ran into the same guy who took my money on the RTD. Oh wow! Later, later that day, the same day, we were because I'd always sit in the back of the bus, and that's where like yeah, everybody sat. Everybody sat in the back of the bus, right? So I go up to the guy. I'm like, I'm going to get my money back, right? And um, he gave me $10 back. And he apologized. And he said, I had to rob the first person that came down the street. And you were the one. Oh, wow. Because he was getting put on the set. Uh, Crazy, huh? Our, our kids don't have to deal with that here. Yeah. That's that's what I love problem. about Santa Cruz. Yeah. Thank goodness. Oh, my gosh. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> but you are hearing about stuff like that out here. Like yeah. with the gangs. In certain schools, it's, yeah. some of it's some of it's starting to spill over. A yes. lot of it's in U-Haul. Ay ay ay. 
Well, um, with so many other jujitsu gyms in Santa Clarita, why should families or individuals choose Checkmat? Should I ask Art for this one or Leka? Who wants to take, take it? it? You, you can take. So what we do is uh, whenever somebody calls or texts me, because my number's on the website, it's on the window. So they'll call me and I'll encourage them to visit three or four different schools because our philosophy is like, we're not going to be the best fit for everybody and everyone's not going to be the best fit for us. We want to make sure that we're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for us. It's kind of like a date. You know, you're going to go on a date. You want to make sure you want to you have a second date, you know? So you won't know if that's the right school for you unless you visit a couple different schools. So we feel like our people set us apart from everyone else. So like, I'll use you as an example, Chris. So like you bring, you know, um, professionalism, honesty, integrity into it. And, you know, mm -hmm. like pe people, people love that. There's other individuals. Like I think Mark's on here. Like Mark's, is, Mark's a great guy. He's super hilarious. He's also honest, you know. All of our families, we're like a community. So if you're looking for that type of environment, I don't think you can find it anywhere else. Like I'm not trying to be like cocky or arrogant, but I don't think anyone else offers that, you know? Um, we don't process transactions. We build relationships where everywhere else they're going to be, where's your card? How much are you can pay about? It's, it's not about the money. It's more about like, I want to build something with you long-term. Like I want a marriage, not, I don't want a date. So mm -hmm. after our first or second date, we got to commit to each other. You know, I right. want to be there for you. You got to be there for me. So I don't think anyone else can honestly like put their hand over their heart and say that that's why they teach jujitsu. It's, it's, there's, it's financially driven by most people. And that's the farthest thing from us. Right. You still got to make a living though. Yep. Right. Yep. So, Cause we say the same thing. We're not driven by money. We still got to make a living, but we're definitely also in it for relationships. And, um, I wanted to ask you another thing. Cause we were talking about this earlier, uh, for your gym, do you, do you require, cause I know a lot of these jujitsu gyms out here require like a six month or a 12 month, uh, contract to go to, to, to be, start going to the gym. Uh, do you guys require that? Nope, not at all. Um, uh, since the first day we opened, we agree that we would do like a month to month agreement. So, um, yeah, we don't want somebody to come in sign a one year contract or a six month contract and say, you know what, this place sucks or whatever, whatever I want to leave or vice versa. We, we feel like this individual was not the right choice for us. We don't want to be locked into a con contractual obligation where they have to come for a period of time. So yeah, we don't offer any, we don't, we don't uh, extend any contracts. It's all about month to month. You come in, everything's great. You continue, you know, we keep going. So um, yeah, we don't want to put anybody in a position where they have to feel obligated to come and see us. You know, That's for awesome. A full year. Yeah. And then for anybody listening out there, I mean, what an amazing opportunity that you can find a place to go to one, it's, it's, it's the best place to be. It's, it's, it's like a family there, but forget about all that. Just let's say you have curiosity in jujitsu, but you're, you don't want to sign a six month contract or a 12 month contract, right? You want to just go try it out and see how it's going to be. You have the opportunity to do so. I check Matt Valencia and, and I wouldn't take our kids anywhere else. All right. We totally trust them with it. It's a big deal to trust a place. Yes. To take your kids. Yes. Because that's another fear too. Is like, oh my God, are my kids going to get hurt? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I hear that a lot. Oh, aren't yeah. you worried about your kids getting hurt? They've never had a serious injury once. Right. You know, the kids fall when they're doing certain moves and they teach them how to fall properly so they don't get injured. And they show them the proper way to do the moves, which that's the only thing that I would have to say is the downfall is I don't get to go in and watch them all the time. <laughs> I, we used to be able to pre-COVID, but yeah. I get it. They don't, the parents aren't invited to come in all the time. And it's because the kids probably perform a lot better when their parents are not 
watching so over the big them. Distraction. Parents yeah, are yeah parents a are a distraction, so mm-hmm. I get it. But you know, I'm I'm just a little you know <laughs> want to see my babies. But they do offer um, live streaming of the class, so you can watch your kids fight while they're inside the class, which is awesome. So, do you want to tell a little bit a story about how we started going to Checkmat? Yeah, so it's 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 a quick story. So um, Santino used to play soccer, and one of the one of the other parents, their kid and Santino and maybe one other boy were like the worst three players mm-hmm. on the whole team, right? So when we asked Santino if he wanted to do soccer again, he said like, "Nah, I'm good. I don't want to do it." He was mm-hmm. three years old, mm-hmm. right? Um, They're like, "Oh, we just signed up our kid at jujitsu. He loves it. You should check it out." So we went. And we went to Gracie Barra because it's on Lions. Mm-hmm. It's like five minutes from our house. Mm-hmm. That's why we chose to go there. But um, so then I'm on my way home. We're like, I called Joe, my buddy Joe, which is Serena's dad. And I'm like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, um, I, we just came from me and Corey. Went to, we took Santino to this jujitsu spot, uh, Gracie Barra, by our house. Immediately, I didn't know I was on speakerphone, right? Mm-hmm. You hear Serena, who's very quiet, Right? Yeah. Soft spoken. She's always been this way since mm-hmm. she's been little. That's so stupid. Why would you take them anywhere except Checkmat? <laughs> Tell them, Dad, Chris, you need you need to go to Checkmat. She spoke up very loudly, loud and clear. <laughs> and um, that's that's how we went to Checkmat. It was because Serena was so passionate about why there's no other there. place for our kids to be yes. except Checkmat. That's how That's we started awesome. going there. Yes, and we love it. We love it. <laughs> we tell everybody about you. Thank we you. We love it so much. Well, for those of you who aren't aware, you do a lot to help out the community as well. So can you please share what organizations you're involved with? Or some that you've helped in the past? Because I know you guys kind of pick a different. Yeah, uh, so we uh, we try to like give back to our community. We found, and I know we, we've done stuff with you, Chris, where you do fundraisers, but your community doesn't really see any of the, they don't reap the benefits of all the work that you put in. So we wanted to make sure everything we do stays here in the Santa Cruz Valley or like the neighboring neighboring area. So I know we've done things with PAWS where with Golden Valley uh, uh, um, High School, we partnered with Henry Mayo. It, it, this is probably the, like the most touching story. You know, you know, I'm not an emotional person, but this kind of got a little, a little tear uh, drop came down. So we went to go visit, um, uh, um, a friend who worked at Henry Mayo, she's a nurse. And her story was like, we're out of teddy bears. Cause I guess whenever you check a kid into their ER, you can't be with them, right? Cause they're oh, that's whatever. Terrible. So in order for they for them to make the experience as comfortable as possible, they give the kids a teddy bear. Like just so they can yeah, have something hold on, hold on to. Yeah, something. They're out of teddy bears. You know? So we got together, we, you know, connected with a bunch of people and stuff like that. We had an event. And we were able to donate like was it 700, 800? Yeah, with wow. the help of uh, checking out Valencia family. Yeah. You guys, everybody that trains there was like a totally, totally successful experience for the for the Henry Mayo Hospital. Yeah. Was, so I loaded up my truck. We had like maybe 40 trash bags of teddy bears. Um, and we drove them there and we they have like a little, like, you know how Paws has a pantry. So same concept, but a little different setup, a bunch of teddy bears. So they went from like having empty cupboards to like, teddy bears to give out to their kids. So those those are really, really important. Yeah. We did that. We did the family promise. Yeah. We did City of Hope. That's awesome. Yeah. We tried, and we did the, the senior, senior, senior center. Senior center. Yeah. You know, um, come from where we came from on privilege and you'll be able to, to nowadays help someone is, it's, it's extremely important for us. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. 
Yeah, and I think back. one of the most, the the best ones were, were we love the Thanksgiving events. Yeah, because you know, growing up, like we come, we came from poverty and stuff. You know, we didn't really same. We never had a yeah. thanks. We never had a turkey. We, my parents would save up for a chicken. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would tell us it's a small turkey. Um, and then you know everything was at home. So just being able to like give somebody a turkey, yeah. the fixings that come with it, just just goes a long way. You know, it feels like you're giving back and you're giving somebody the opportunity to yeah, have the, a dinner that you never had. Be right. the reason why they have a, a Thanksgiving dinner is something very strong. Yes. It's all about yeah. family too. Like that's what family gathers around. Yeah. Something to be thankful for, you know? Absolutely. How can you be thankful if you don't have a Thanksgiving dinner? You know, it's… It's it's like just the like bare it. minimum, right? Yeah. To yeah. have. Um, yeah, you know what? And I think I had just ba- barely met you guys and you jumped right in to jump in with… Uh, pause and and thanksgiving dinner and and you know um and we're looking forward for this, this year, year again yeah we gotta do it again yeah. it's, yes. it's coming up really quick yeah. it's august it's coming up in a couple months yeah um I, I don't know what it's gonna be this year you know first time it was golden valley and then a bunch of the other schools yep. mm-hmm. then uh we had a year where the all the principals you know they beat their chest and they want to do their own thing yeah. And only the kids suffer when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then last year they came back together mm-hmm. and it was a big success. We did like over 500 turkeys. Yeah. And um, big shout out to another Checkmat family member, uh, to Panthi Patel. So Panthi Patel, um, he basically houses all these turkeys for us at the Walmart. Yep. I don't even, we don't even put a deposit down. We just say, hey, Panthi, we think we're going to need 500 turkeys. Can you hold them for us? No problem. Not, I can't, or if this, no problem. And then they always make a big donation, too, to the school. Yep. It's just so a great, awesome. great guy. Yeah, I've known him for years. We used to work together, like, in a different industry, obviously. And he's always just been very kind, very generous, just very genuine. And, you know, I call him Patel. Patel's just an amazing human being. Yeah. I mean, that's you guys have so many people like that, you know, like that at, at Checkmat, which is great. Well, oh. speaking of great people from Checkmat, we have Raf here with us. He said, hello, everyone. Ape. Oh, Raf. We wish we could. Have, we should have had one more chair here for Raf today. Mm-hmm. Well, then we'd have to redesign the whole set to get him in here. <laughs> he could sit on your lap next time. I would let him. <laughs> I would just hold him the whole time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Jiu-Jitsu World League was this past weekend, and Checkmat did amazing. So congrats to the whole school and everyone who competed. We saw a lot of uh, medals and pictures on your social media account. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? How was that? And I know we're running a little bit short on time. Are you guys still good with time? Yeah, sure. Okay, perfect. So did you want to talk a little bit about how your tournament yeah. went? So last Saturday and Sunday, we had this competition. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu League was the California event. And was in Anaheim, uh, Anaheim Convention Center. So it was a great time. Uh, the team did well. Um, every time that everybody go fight hard and try your best, there is no there is no losing in there. Mm-hmm. It's only like good stuff. And we have, of course, some people that was uh, that were first timers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time you never know what you expect. It's kind of right. like weird. Uh, but we have our vets too, uh, doing their thing there, getting the medals. But again. For me, the most important thing is that they go out there, they 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 give their best because our, when you always give your best, you don't have any any regrets. You can't have any regrets. So um, the medal for me, I, I get happy for them, but for me, the most important thing is for them to go out there and, and try their best and be safe, go home safe. 
And that, that happened this weekend. On Saturday, and we have Jay, one of our, our teenagers, uh, going there on, on Sunday too, and representing us very well too. Awesome. And that was during this whole storm that he had to compete, right? I'm surprised yep. they didn't cancel the competition that day. Yeah, uh, we we were there Saturday and we already were experiencing the wind and the oh my the, the the weather shifting and I I wasn't there Sunday but I I can only imagine how how traffic was and oh yes with all the yeah. rain oh my goodness well in some local news this kind of leads into talks of the hurricane there was a hurricane headed for California and luckily by the time it got here it was just a tropical storm and during the tropical storm was an earthquake do you know if that happened when he was competing the yeah. earthquake the, 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 oh, wait. Sure. we got yeah. the alert on our phone but we're like we didn't feel anything yeah. it was like, uh, like kind of like at 3pm or something like that I think so we didn't feel it either we, yeah. didn't feel yeah. it. We, we didn't feel anything I think when you're doing laundry and doing like <laughs> mopping the flowers, yeah, mopping yes. the flowers <laughs> they don't feel those things so, <laughs> so, so who does what in the house who does the laundry the cooking the dishes you know, I do all these, and he does more the the laundry because our laundry, our laundry is eighty eighty percent geese. Yeah, yes. I love doing laundry. I just don't. I don't like to fold the clothes and put them away. Oh, then you don't do laundry. I wash all the clothes. <laughs> I hang all the geese to dry. Laundry, but you back. know, he brings it upstairs at least. Yeah. And so, I'm not, Corey, I'm not allowed in the kitchen uh, other than to go eat. Yeah. No. Really? Oh, Why? It's a disaster. It's a disaster in the kitchen. You make pink Dis chicken too. Uh, I burn salad. <laughs> yeah, it's better that he just stays out. Well, Chris only is allowed to make two things. Well, not allowed, but I make a few different things. He makes a few things, like just the dad stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. I make the pancakes, you know. Yeah. The kids like it's so funny because Corey's a great cook, and um, I don't think there's anything I make better than she does. Right? The kids, she gives me pancakes because she hasn't, she doesn't mess with it because she's like, mm -hmm. that's dad's thing. I'm not going to make pancakes. Stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and but fried eggs. For whatever reason, they don't like mom's fried eggs. They only that's want fine. dad's fried eggs. I'm really? like, that's yeah. because you enjoy the fried eggs and that yolk. Ooh. Oh yeah, like the yolk. Corey gets grossed out it by the yolk. Grosses me out. The yolk on the the kids love it, and they like to purposely see all the yolk come down their face. Yeah. And then, Ew, it's gross, and, right? I'm with you on that one, Corey. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see all that. Ooh. <laughs> what What about mama though? Does Does uh, mama make any special dishes? My mom, of course, she's like the the queen. So. She's like the 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 black belt, <laughs> the real black belt. So yeah, um, she does a lot of the you know she does the cheese balls, mm -hmm. she does the the cakes when they because uh you know how when when she was my mom I asked her for this I don't have time now but my kids is like. Anything oh, I want to cook you. at midnight. No problem. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> let's bake cookies right now. You know? It's 11:45 at night. No, it's okay. okay. Let's go. They let's need go. Their, their cookies. It's okay. It's fine. They're gonna be okay. They're gonna be little for it, so yeah. long. If it was me, she was like, no. When I was a kid, and I asked her, she's like, no, I don't have time now. No, you already had dinner. No, no, no. My my kids. Uh, grandma, I want cookies at midnight. No problem. Let's go. I make it for you. You don't need to come down and bring it up for you. Oh. It's like <laughs> bring you some milk. Yeah. Too. yeah. Would you like? Yeah. You want to like this? You want to like that? It's like everything for them. You what know? a great experience for the kids. Yeah, it's it's a great experience for the kids. A great experience for my mom. I think my mom is gonna be eighty years old. Next no year. way. She looks great. Are yeah. you serious? But I think wow. it's them. I think it, they keep her here. busy. And that was my purpose since I brought my mom to the United States. Because over there, she was going to be by herself. And, you know, what was going to happen to her? 
She was going to end up dying and that's it. Here she has her mind is so occupied with them. Like they have a great time together. Um, they do the, the, the sleepovers. They go to her room on Fridays to sleep there with oh, her. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. I love yeah. that. <laughs> they watch movies together, popcorn. Oh, it's my like kind of like, it. yeah, it's, it's super cool. I love that. It reminds me of my dad, how he does movie night with the kids when they spend the and night. The yeah. Yeah. He gets the popcorn and the whole neighborhood comes out. So yeah. that's so sweet. I love that. Well, Raph said, what's up? What's up, fam? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, dang, I'm going to stay over at their house for the midnight snacks. <laughs> I don't know if we'll make them for you, Raph. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're her grandson. Nope. You ain't getting none. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for Dylan and AJ. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Oh, possibly, yeah. Yeah. He's There's gonna have to Latino. hide behind them. Yeah. Little Dylan. Oh, mm -hmm. so cute. So <laughs> they started together, Nola and Dylan. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we would love to hang out with Professor Lekka and Professor R all day, but they have to get going soon. They have obligations. They have these sweet two boys they got to go pick up from school because it's their half day, right? Yes. So we appreciate you, and thank you so much for hanging out with us here on R&R. &R. Um, we cannot wait to have you come back. Hopefully we could have you come back and we could talk more because I feel like this went by way too quick, right? Yeah, you know, we should we should do um, – when, when we do the Thanksgiving – um, you know, start start the donations and start doing that. We should all come on and, and yeah, that would be great. Sure. Yeah, yeah, if you have time and if you had fun, of course. No, Hopefully of you guys course, had a definitely. Good time. And you thought you were going to be nervous. She's a natural. Yeah. Look at her. I just <laughs> just give I, her her own show. <laughs> uh, when I came in, I just thought, okay, we're having a double date. That's yes. all. <laughs> now we officially have Corey, to go on a double date. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, um, please hang out for a little bit while we say goodbye off camera. Um, anybody else, if you want to reach out to Professor Lecker or Professor Art, feel free to. We'll put more information and how you can reach them online. But thank you so much for joining us here today. Everyone say goodbye to them and we'll be back shortly. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for hanging out with us here today. We are just returning from a quick break. A big thank you to Professor Lekka and Professor Art for hanging out with us here today. If you missed it, remember you can listen to full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. That will go live after the show ends, and you can always download the full episode on YouTube as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. They were amazing. Like, I don't even know how she thought she was going to be a little nervous. She is such a natural, and they're always welcome to come back on the show. We had such a great time with them. They have so much to talk about, right? Yes. And they're so passionate about what they do in jujitsu. It's, I, I never realized um, just some of the stuff, the nuggets that I took away, like basically like jujitsu is like, like walking, right? It's, it's life. Like, it's life. It's life. It's not a martial art. It's a skill. It's a life skill. She yes. said. So like, I mean, that is, those are the type of people that should have gyms, mm -hmm. right? Those, those are the black belts you want teaching, learning from and teaching your kids. Right. Absolutely. So um, I've, such a privilege that, that I get to train there and more importantly, that our kids get a train there. And that they took time out of their busy schedules to be here with us today. How lucky are we? Oh, so lucky. <laughs> and our listeners. And, and the listeners, yeah. Yes. Well, my mom said, great program today. Wonderful to hear the professor's background. Um, well, switching things up to real estate. So our Oxnard project, that's been going uh, 
full steam ahead. So <laughs> there is so much that goes into this project, right? And I think a lot of people don't really realize that. You know, I mean, the shows you see these shows on like HGTV and they make it seem all simple. Well, you know, so let's let's really pull the curtain back on this one. Right. Okay. Because most people are just concerned with how much am I going to get the house for? Right. Right. And uh, we got a really great deal on the on the place. Right. Here's the big but. None of that matters because last night you're in bed. (laughs) Can't sleep because you're thinking about all the stuff with this house. Did we do the right thing? Did we make the the, the right investment? Are are we sure we're going to be in budget? Is it going to be twice as much as what we thought it was going to be? I was like, be? Chris, you just told me that this budget was going to be how much? That's not realistic. Let's be real. What is the budget really going to be? No, that's the budget, girl. We're, <laughs> we're, we're trying to stick to a budget. I of, know, of, but when things start adding up, it's crazy. You know, some of the things to consider, right? Like you think some of the main things like, you know, electric panel is in good shape, the roof, like all the structural things that you really want, air conditioner, right? Okay, that's fine. Cosmetic stuff we could take care of, right? But then once you start diving deep in and you got to do this and you got to do that and it's like, okay, we want to move this wall. We want to remodel the kitchen. We want to remodel the bathrooms. Well, the city, the city needs to permit all of that just for a simple remodel. It's like, wow. Wow. And the city likes to take their time. So, right. but we haven't even gotten there yet. We're, not we're going even to through that plans. Stuff. It's like we're going through plans and we approve this, but then there's some modifications. And so you just hurry up to wait. And I'm just, I want to start already. I want to start changing things there, but I know it's a process. I mean, look, we we could do it illegally, <laughs> right? I mean, let's call it what it is. People do it every day. Right. Right change your windows out, you change your AC out, you don't file a permit, you just do it. Right. Right. And then when you go sell your house, it's fine. You just have to disclose it. Right. Right. So we can do that and we'd be fine and and nothing's going to happen. But here's the big but. Ideally, we want to make this place a Airbnb, right? Which you need a permit for that. Right. And um, when they approve the permit, they need to come check out your house. And then when they start seeing everything is renovated, did you pull a permit for this? Did you pull a permit for that? I know. So, okay, so we could decide we're not going to do the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's, it's part of the plans. We're not going to deviate from the plan. No, we- I'm not saying don't get permits. I'm just saying there's a lot that goes into it. You know, right. you have an electrician come out, got to have the pool guy come out, and then you got to have security on the home because when you're doing the renovations, you don't want someone to come in and, heaven forbid, start squatting or stealing the new things that you just put into the house. So what do you got to do? You got to get internet service. Oh, guess what? You got to get the newest high-tech internet service called fiber. I'm like, (laughs) what the heck is fiber? Like I'm stuck in 2000. I don't even know what fiber is, but they have it. There's fiber out there. It's because you're ready to go all the time. I'm ready too. I'm ready to go too, but we got (laughs) to wait. It's just part of the- Let's go. It's part of it. It's part of the wait. If we just start looking at this like like a big blockbuster movie that's coming out summer of 2024, that's really what it is. Because this house isn't going to be ready for this season. It's gonna, If we're lucky, it's ready for the spring of next year. And, you know, in the meantime, we'll have the pool ready. If we want to go have, a, a, you know, swimming in a heated pool, we can go do that soon. <laughs> we will have we're, a pool. <laughs> we're like a week away from that. Well, there you go. So that'll be fun. That'll be nice and fun. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, Tanya did ask a question. She says, do they have a website 
This is for Checkmat. And yes, I don't... I don't know what the website is, but if you just Google Checkmat Valencia, it pops right up because I, I was looking it up the other day. Yes, yes. They're amazing. And we follow them on Instagram and social media. So if you want to look for them, we'll definitely make a post afterwards. We'll make a post, give them all the, all the info. Yes. So um, catching up on some real estate and the transactions we have in escrow, Lambit just had their home inspection. How is that going, the Lambit listing? So I'm very patient. Let's just start there, right? <laughs> um, you know, it's a brand new house. It was a model. Right. You know, it's only three years old. So there's nothing that they can come back with on a, on a request for repairs that, that's going to be justifiable. Right. The buyers. But on the flip side of that coin, the house is selling for over a million dollars. Right. Right. As an agent, you got to put yourself in these buyer shoes. I'm, we're representing the sellers. You know, we're not representing the buyers. Um, and understand that it's a major purchase. Right. There is inspection contingency timeframes for a reason. Standard on a contract is 17 days. This one's 10 days. But um, they did their general inspection. And something that the inspector, I guess, must have noted. I, I don't have a copy of the inspection yet. Um, they want they came back and wanted to do a second inspection specifically just for the air conditioning, air uh Cooling and heating, right? And um, it's three year. It's a three year old unit. Like, what? What do you? And it and it's a model. So you know, like, it was heavily scrutinized by building and safety. Right. right? Why? Why am I here right now? Is what I was thinking <laughs> yesterday. It it was two and a half hours. Like me just sitting there. I mean, I, I took care of work on my phone. Well, was the air conditioning running? The air conditioning there? was running just fine. <laughs> There was like two dirty filters, okay? I changed the filters as soon as I got there. Um, it was just a big waste of my time is really what it was. And I had so much going on yesterday. And I was in Oxnard, like like we said previously. So I was sitting there and the guy apologized to me like 30 times. Who, the buyer? The buyer. So th their agent is in Italy. Wow. Right? And I told the agent, I mean, look, we've been there every vacation that we're on. We have multiple escrows while we're on vacation. Right. I get it. I told the guy, hey, there's no point in you worrying, dude. You're in Italy. Go have a good time. Have a glass of wine. You know. Bring me back something Italian. Bring me back something nice. Um, <laughs> I'll take care of it. So basically, I'm doing our, both of our jobs right now. Which, That's okay. Because really, their agent should have been there with them. Right. But instead, I showed up, and it's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Got to do what you got to do, girl. Yes. Well, I mean, it could be worse. It could have fallen out of escrow like Sutter did. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, agents out there, because I know some agents watch our show, but they don't like to talk about it. People are weird, like like their clients are going to, I don't know, work with Silver Realty because they watch the show. I don't get it. But anyhow, agents out there, are you experiencing this also? I, and I know from agents in Elite, like I, we talk and I talk to our escrow office, right? Like mm -hmm. how, how are things going? And we talk to the t all the title people. It feels like every home needs to be sold two or three times in this market. Really? Yeah, like every home? Most homes is multiple Some escrows. Homes. Yeah. Most homes. Really? Let's just break down our own. All of our listings, I feel like I've, we've went through at least two buyers. Sometimes three. Wow. This year. And it's it's just a different market, right? Yes. It, the the rates have been so volatile. They've been going up so fast. 
people's payments are changing overnight. Mm-hmm. They're no longer qualifying overnight. You know what I mean? Can't get insur- insurance on the house. Oh, can't get insurance on the house. We're, we're going to talk Go about that. Go and do a home inspection. You find things you don't like. Right. We're going to talk about that next, about the insurance. Um, so, yes, this is the second time we've fallen out. First time, the, the buyers didn't want to cancel. We canceled because we gave them so much time. They just couldn't get their loan done. Right. Right. And then we jumped over to the next buyer. They're a little, they were skittish. Um, look, the, the house is vacant. Um, they got some, they had some teenage boys in there. So there's like holes in the walls and it, it, it it's a little rough, right? It's a little lived in. It's a little lived in. I mean, that's <laughs> what it, sometimes it happens. It's all cosmetic stuff. Right. Right. So, um, second people canceled because of that. Um, now we're back active looking for that third times a charm buyer. Right. right. So hopefully we find that person. Um, but let's shift over really quick. Uh, first, let's talk about uh, Arcola. Okay. Okay. Um, anybody looking for a rental out there? I actually had somebody call me today That's uh, that works in the studios. It's perfect for anybody that works in Burbank and works in the studios. It's right there. Mm-hmm. $3,000 a month for a house. Two, it's a two-bedroom, one-bathroom, but a bunch of private parking, um, and it's a home. Yeah. You're not paying for like an apartment. a little yard, right? Yeah, a yard, all that. So- Anyhow, um, we have that. It, it, that's under the Silver Property Management. Two-bedroom, one-bathroom, about 850 square feet, $3,000 a month. You can't beat that with the right. bat. And they're okay with pets. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Now, we don't want no, you know, man-eating pets. <laughs> um, no mastiffs. No mastiffs. You know, nobody, I think that's going to destroy the house. But, you know, some some of these pets are well-trained. They're, you know, they're, they're um, kennel-trained too, right? Like, mm-hmm. so anyhow, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll talk about our, uh, Northcliff. Northcliff is, I don't know if we're coming up this week or next week, so we'll get back to Northcliff later. Mm-hmm. Um, we also still have our Irvine unit, which is in North Hollywood. It's a fourplex mm-hmm. in NoHo district. Wow. One, under one seven. Like that's what the houses cost out here now. I know. You know, so right. You could basically, um, that, that's, that's, that's a retirement tool. Mm-hmm. You could go buy, let's say you have that cash because a lot of people are sitting on that cash. There's a mm-hmm. lot of boomers that are sitting on a million and a half dollars. You go buy that and then you just collect that rent the rest of your life. There you go. The rest of your life. It's going to make you more money than an annuity. You don't have to worry. It's not like the stock market where it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. This is a tool that's going to pay you every single month for the rest of your life. Yes, real estate's the way to go. And it's and it's moving. It, it's like completely immaculate. So all the major lifting is done. Like all the renovations are done. There's nothing to do there. That's awesome. So anybody looking for that, let us know. But um, you want to talk a little bit about this uh, California insurance crisis? Well, you are actually going to take that one away. California insurance crisis update. What are we hearing at meetings and among agents about this? Because I know some people are having challenges. I know there was a client recently who just had to go with the fair plan in order to close at the very end, right? Well, that's where we're at today. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happened. I was trying to check my emails to see if we got insurance. So we've been, we've been talking about this for like three months. Yes. We're way ahead of the curve on this. Nobody else is talking about it. So we just experienced this with our own house that we bought, the Oxnard Project, mm-hmm. right? Um, that house had two claims on it, two insurance claims on it. It was almost impossible to find insurance. There was like yep. one company that would insure us, right? Um, so that was tough but we we got around it and this isn't a non-fire hazard area no not, no flood zone no, no flood fire zone hazard. nothing, nothing. <laughs> and it was challenging and it was challenging I, so we have one right now in silmar that we're ready to close but um our clients couldn't find insurance <sighs> right um 
they went through like the AAA and all that. And um, you have to let your clients do what they want to do at first, you know, mm -hmm. check it out. But AAA doesn't insure, they don't want to insure anybody anyway. They've yeah. been like that for a long time. They're very like, it doesn't matter what your credit is or any of that. It matters what where the home is located. Mm -hmm. There's only certain areas that they want to, they want really want to insure. So yeah, we're going the California fair plan route. Oh, wow. I'm scared. I don't know how long it's going to take to get back the the evidence of insurance. Yikes. And we can't close our deal without it. And everything else is done. <sighs> Did Hope. they give you a turn time, estimated turn time? Um, they think they're hoping by end of day today. Oh, okay. Well, at least it's not like end of next month. Well, it's been two days. <laughs> That's a long time for insurance. Usually it I can is get, a long time. I can time. get evidence of insurance in like an hour. I know. I know. So it's a big deal. Ay, ay, ay. Well, hopefully everything goes as planned and they get their evidence of insurance and you're a step closer to closing. Funding and then recording, please, please. <laughs> so looking ahead to next week, Santino has the dream tournament this weekend. He's super pumped and ready and it's a Minecraft theme. So if he wins... And if he places at all, he'll have a real cool Minecraft little medal. He'll be all excited about that. But the most important thing is that he has a good time. He has fun and, um, you know, just does his best. I can't wait to see him compete. I know he's going to do great. I just hope he gets to fight the whole time um, and there's no early stoppages. Yeah. Well, we didn't get to talk about this much when um, Professor Art and Professor Lecca were here, but he did watch over the tapes of Santino fighting and he gave him some tips on how he could not get himself in that situation again. So basically nice. his arms were just too extended. He needs to keep them closer keep to himself. Closer. Little alligator arms. Yeah. Little T-Rex arms. Yep. He'll be fine. He'll be good. So we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm really excited for him. It's funny because you ask him about it. He's like, bah. Doesn't want to talk about it. I'm like, so you excited about the tournament? Banana. <laughs> He's That's his answer to everything. Like the little minions. He's banana. <laughs> I, okay. I mean, it's fine. I, I like that he doesn't get two up or two down. Yes. He's just even keel. Mm -hmm. Which is He'll a, be fine. That's a tough skill to 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 master. And he's eight. I know. He's getting really good at it. Oh, I love him so much. Well, n it looks like Tanya left a comment. She said, yay, we will definitely be there uh, Sunday. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. He's going to love the support. And we'll love it, too. Of course, we get to hang out with you and cheer in the stands. That'll be fun. Well, um, Nola asked us the other day, so, you know, when can I compete? Can I compete soon? And I was like, wait, what? This girl wants to fight in a competition? Hey. I mean, recently, she's she's so funny. When she goes into jujitsu, she's like, hold my glasses. She takes her glasses <laughs> off now and she goes in there. I think she means business. She means business. Because she always fights with her glasses, but now I think she's taken to a new level. I think she's stepping it up. Oh, man. I know. I told her, we'll tell Professor Lekka you want to fight. And she goes, no, you tell her. I said, no, if you want to do it, you tell her because I don't want her thinking that I'm putting those thoughts in your head. You got to show her that you want to do it. And if you're not ready, you're not ready. Right. So we talked to Lekka yesterday about it. Oh, did you? I yeah. didn't know this. Yes. And she said... Oh, how old is Nola? Is she eight? I'm like, no, she's six. She'll be seven this year. Oh, she'll be ready. When she's ready, we'll we'll have her fight. Well, soon, soon, soon. <laughs> they want her to wait a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little early for her. But I think Nola, when she's ready, we'll know. That girl will tell us. She's going to be a little badass <laughs> for sure. Well, speaking of Nola, I do have my room parent duties that are beginning for her class. I get to go meet with her teacher tomorrow. And uh, I'm excited about that. 
She's excited too. She goes, wait, you're going to be my room mom? I was like, yes. Yay. And then um, Santino's like, oh, what about me too? I was like, well, I don't know. Your teacher hasn't told me yet. We'll wait and see. But there's a lot of room parents who signed up for his class. How many, do you know how many signed up for the other one? Was there more than one? For Santino's or Nolas? For Nolas. I think there was five. Oh, there's so there was nice. And you're the only one? Well, the teacher said that I'll be like the headroom parent and then I'll have help. I said, okay, that's fine. We could all, I don't need the title. I just want to help. Right. And whoever wants to help me, I'm great. I'm, I'm happy with that because it's a lot of work being a room parent. And the more help you get, the better it is, better experience. You know, everybody has different ideas and to come together and help the teacher out. That's the number one goal. So I mean, it's, it's nice now until you have to stay up decorating the door, right? The doors. I think I got those down now. I think I know like how to do it. But it's so weird how it happens because I feel like you always got to decorate the door the same week we're having an event for a client appreciation event. It's happened like two years in a row. It's in October. That's when they do client ah, appreciation. That's why. Teacher appreciation. Or, client, well, client appreciation, teacher appreciation. It's a bunch of appreciation going around. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I think our event is actually later in the month. So hopefully we'll do teacher appreciation ahead of time. Actually, you know what? We have it in April. That's when we do teacher appreciation. Ah, uh, it's for the Brewery Jaconum event. Yes. That we do. So I'll have to plan. I got to get those dates down now. So when we hold our event, it's not the same day. Yeah, but we'll we'll start planning next year. Yeah. Speaking year, of um, client appreciation events, uh, mark your calendars, everybody. October twenty eighth. It is coming. Fall festival in full effect. The date has been set. We already have the food set. I think we just changed the uh, theme. <laughs> I know, living on the edge, but it's going to be so much fun. You guys do not want to miss the fall festival. Mark your calendars, October 28th. It's going to be a great time. You know it's going to so be funny? at Richard Rue Park again. So, so one of our friends slash clients called me yesterday uh-huh. and he was asking me when the client appreciation event's going to be. And I had no idea. Yeah. You got to look like, at the calendar. It's on there. I was like, uh, I got to talk to the boss or, or you could just give Corey a call, but let me find out for you. I'll let you know. Everybody wants to know. I've already had people asking me about it. I'm like, yes, it's on. I'm getting the invites, like the um, the list ready because I want to do a, like a save the date thing because not everybody watches. So right. yes, mark your calendars. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to do something exciting. Can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait. I know. It's a surprise for me too because I'm like, uh, what are we doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? You helped me the other day come up <laughs> with the new ideas, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, Tanya is smiling with hearts. On her face, she said, Nola is so cute and yay, love fall. The fall festival is going to be at the chain as it always is. The kids are looking forward to it too. I mean, this time around, I asked the kids, here's two options. And I wanted their input. I did my little research and development because let's be real. It's mostly about the children and the young adults who go there because, you know, they look forward to it. And yes, parents like it, but we like it if our kids are having fun. Right. Right. Because you're not having fun if your kids aren't having fun. Exactly. So I asked them, what do you think? And they gave me their input. Nola, she had some grand ideas. I was like, girl, what kind of budget you think I'm on? What was she talking about? I'm not going to say it because it's going to ruin the surprise of how much fun it's going to (laughs) be. I was like, this girl. (laughs) Sounds like her mama. Sounds like she wants to be a party planner. (laughs) No, we're very much alike. Similar. We have some big dreams. For you these are. events, they're a lot of fun. But then it led into her birthday planning. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, Lord. Is this like a forecast of when she's going to be 16? Ooh. We're not doing no sweet 16 or quinceaneras. I hope not. 
<laughs> I'm just saying that right now to put it in the universe, but whatever my baby wants, she gets. I mean, we have some friends who are planning for the Sweet 16s coming up. And like the Keen says, it's like a wedding. Like several hundred people there. Crazy. <sighs> so crazy. Can't believe that. I know. It's a lot. Anything for their like, babies. Don't you just look, you can you can have a car with a gas card and insurance, or you can have a bus pass and a quinceanera. You pick. You know you'll give them a car anyways. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep these kids humble. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on R and R. That's gonna be our show today. We appreciate you hanging out with us on relationships and real estate. Be sure to catch us weekly on Facebook Live or watch the show on YouTube. And to listen anytime you want, you can download full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. We're your host, Corey and Chris Silva, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. Thank you.